Wait a minute, what the fuck? I haven't even done the intro. Oh, fuck. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room. When he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations and Carnival Personnel Podcast with Dave LaPointe and Joe Biff and Jacques. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe or Joe Biff and Jacques? I think they're a bum. I think it's there. an absolute bum. Hello, welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. I'm Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. Joe here. So, uh, again, gentlemen, uh, I'm being selfish in booking a guest that um, I have been looking forward to for a very, very long time. I'm going to quickly give the backstory that to Surprise Management, who was in Chicago working uh, a couple summers ago, and she had a round birthday coming up, I threw the two boys and the dogs in the car and just showed up like, you know, the work mom, like we planned it. It was great. She had well, no idea. Well, you didn't drive the car with the kids in it, but you just showed up. Yeah, just show. Yeah, so we did. We 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 made the we made the trek over. We stopped at the falls at like six six thirty in the morning. It was great. The Canada, can, you know, candy is much better as you know, Biff. So so we showed up. It was great. But while I was in Chicago getting ready to come back, you know, our friend John, my old bass player, and Austin just randomly says, "Oh, check out this podcast on your drive back." And so this is a couple years ago, and. Joe and I were devoted to and still are the Gilbert podcast, but I would listen to the Gilbert podcast, Titus, you know, a couple other things, but my friend, John, and I don't even know how he found this podcast called complaints and observation. I probably digested seven or eight episodes on the drive. Uh, Obviously I was hooked and the dude who hosts the show is a really great combination of the three of us. He has such Joe's personality where he understands the complete futileness of another useless podcast. And when he yells at himself, when he misspeaks, when he misquotes, when he doesn't enunciate, it's almost like he's he's parroting Joe's absolute, you know, you know, diatrats on why do I even get out of bed, let alone see. And then, you know, he goes off on these tangents. It's like, oh, this is like talking to a really smart person like Biff. But so he has Joe's, Joe's, you Lack know, self-esteem, Lalfa sack esteem. He has a coupon in his back pocket for the rickety stool and rope store. Oh, no. At the same time, he like spouts. You know, you know, smart things like Biff. Okay, but great. You know, like your introduction is way no, long. No, 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 Biff. So no, no, Biff. Long. Yeah, please. But, but. <laughs> Does it? Wait, 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 what was the weather the, like when you were driving down listening to the podcast? Yeah. Raining the whole way back. Oh. Uh, and it was more sideways than down. But he also he has yours low self-esteem, Bismart, but my unwarranted sense of self-worth 
<laughs> and so as he's speaking nonsense, he's doing it with such bravado <laughs> and such authority. I'm like, he is the perfect combination of the three of us. Um, I've loved the podcast. I went, I literally, after the trip, I went back to one. I listened all the way through over the next couple of years. If I had a trip coming up, you know, for, for whatever reason, I wouldn't listen for a couple of weeks so I could save them. You know, for for a couple of weeks, and I've been hounding this guy to come on our podcast forever. Uh, yes, Biff, it's another long introduction, but I had to let you guys know uh, why I thought it was so important to have Dave on. Uh, so it's Dave Lapointe from Complaints and Observation, and Dave, thank you so much for joining our 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 little shit show. Well, I mean, I'm I don't know how to respond to that. Uh... No Quickly, one, because I, we don't have a lot you know of time. What? Honestly, yeah, exactly. Jacques, I don't think <laughs> well, anyone is, uh, has managed to string that many, like, sort of nice things about me <laughs> at one point ever. So congratulations on that. And then uh, Joe and Biff, I'm terribly sorry that, you know, he has managed to <laughs> lump me into something of the two of you. So uh, I'm sorry that the my the, apologies. No, not at all, because, you know, the really the problem really started when, you know, he lumped us, you know, into this to start with. So <laughs> <laughs> I blame myself. Yeah. Uh, well, you do. You, you do started it. it. <laughs> I know. Oh, I started really? this whole part. This whole podcast uh-huh. would not have started if I wasn't. Uh, depressed in 2017 when something happened so (laughs) all right well yeah there you go it's funny because yesterday i listened to the uh the maria uh dennis interview that you guys did and i'm i'm thinking myself tomorrow i'm gonna you know spend time with these guys and um the level the quality of guest between her and i uh (laughs) is so vast um (laughs) that i i just i can't fathom it like well, this don't is worry. a there's going to be a many guests that come out before your episode so it'll be oh, a I'm gradual sure. decline I, know. <laughs> it, I wouldn't go that far yeah whoever is on before me uh you know bless them because they're gonna you know look terrific once they get a load of this nonsense uh yeah no it's it's it is we we've had so many amazing guests on just literally in the past year because the first few years of the podcast Truly, Dave, it was the height of the the third act of Brady's Patriot career. So it was, you know, Orange Hitler is a piece of shit, and oh my God, this is the greatest sports entity in the history of ever. And then Joe would play an old Caldor commercial. <laughs> like, well, and listen, then... we were we were trying to jump the shark, and we had no shark, and we couldn't jump. <laughs> you could jump. <laughs> no, the sharks are way the back there. Sank. You guys are already past the sharks. You, one, you know? one of the we didn't we have admission to the aquarium to uh, deal with have the sharks. So. <laughs> oh man! Well, honestly, it's an honor. So you know, thank you all so very much. And uh, it, it's fun because we've crossed over. We've had some of the same guests, which was really fun. And 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 honestly, it's like you had Gene Dante on, who who you know is an artist. That's my wife did Rocky Horror with like twenty five years ago. And honestly, we had fun talking to him. I enjoy you, you when you had guests on you are a great interviewer and it's really fun and like i said it was like even though we've had some of the same guests it's like yeah i would rather listen you know to yours than me banter on but i want to start at the beginning when did you start the podcast and why 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 did you say the world needs uh, this it's been something i had been thinking about for a while 
um, you know, just tossing the idea around because literally my entire life, people have reminded me that all I did was complain. So I'm like, <laughs> why don't I take that and and make something of it? And uh, why the hell is beeping? That's me. Is I it? apologize. Yes, I'll be my. Oh my god! I, I was walking wow. backwards. I was walking backwards, and my ass was just. <laughs> Sorry about that. So then, uh, you know, COVID happened, and um, I I got laid off from my job. So I'm like, all right, well, now I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Why don't I start this thing? And that was basically just how it began. I just, you know, started uh, recording and. That was it. Not much, you know, no giant sort of uh, aha moment or anything like that. It's just like Joe, I figured that the world could use another useless podcast. And so did you find it therapeutic dealing with like everything that COVID brought into your life? See that. And and that's the thing, Jack, you know, uh, aside from losing my job, like I didn't really I didn't lose any actual living person to COVID. So. COVID for me was just a break from humanity, and I kind of, I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't dislike it nearly as much as everyone else did, you know? <laughs> I, I could just kind of, okay. you know, sit around and be alone and not have to deal with other people for a while. No, we, we um, I, I think collectively, know. I'm saying, well, at least for Joe and I, uh, loved COVID pretty much, mm. <laughs> you know, minus, <laughs> minus all the deaths, of course, but, you know, yeah. As much as we we yap and stuff, we're not people person. Like and and, and again with our podcast, because we all have kids, and when you're old and have kids, you can't just go out and hang out with your buddies. So like mm-hmm. like Biff and I play hockey together, and and hockey is twenty percent of Friday night hockey, Biff, and the other eighty is the seeing everybody and yeah. the hanging out. It's really yeah, it's really that. You know? I mean, you know, till wee hours of the morning in the parking lot. It's like, a sad life. Yeah. If you said to your wife, Dave, oh, I'm going to drive an hour and talk to 20 buddies, you know, drinking a few beers at a parking lot in Selmar, California until 2 a.m. Like like the, somebody would call it 5150 on you or or you're having an affair. You know, I mean, but but us, it was no, just she was, my wife would just say, oh, OK. And, and then the same thing with Joe. It's like Joe's kids are a little older than mine, but it, it just worked out because his oldest was uh, my kid's piano teacher. So I would just to go to my buddy's house, yap for a few hours. The kids would take a piano lesson. But that's that was the best thing about, you know, starting this for us. So that's why I was asking. It's like there's always a yeah. reason why you go from, hey, I should do this to mm-hmm. buying a mic, signing up for whatever subscription-based thing, filling out the metadata, learning to yeah. edit. Yeah. You know, did you did you have any editing skills yeah. before? Oh, zero. Zero skills in literally anything, not just podcasting. <laughs> Perfect just anything in general. It, yeah. well, it fit right in, really. And yeah. so it was a natural transition from knowing how to do nothing <laughs> into literally doing nothing. And so, uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, like therapeutic? I don't know. It, it gave me something to fill the time and something to do and something to look forward to. Uh, at that, you know, when I started, I was doing it twice a week. Uh, and then when I became, you know, moderately employed again, I cut it down to to uh, once a week. But I mean, uh, I have a thing for microphones. I like them. I like talking into them. And so it was another outlet to do that. Um, but, you know, honestly, other than that, there was really 
no other reason that I just wanted to <laughs> fucking complain about shit all the time. <laughs> that was literally it. I don't know if the internet's ready for people to be complaining about Wait. stuff. No, definitely not. That's why no one listened to the show because <laughs> no one is ready. Well, you know, you also you don't. Let's not overlook the observation part of it because that that for me was your takes on things. It was really funny. Your takes on things, 75, 80% exactly how same page. And I've always I've always thought, oh, I should I should get to know this guy, but then I'm like, or he's gonna hate me because of the 20% we don't agree on. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like the Quran and the Old Testament, 90% the same. 90% the same. It's that 10% that they're you know, no, we're the people's Judeo front. <laughs> It's the 10% that causes problems. Like, there's one day you you have this, like, rant about people going to the store in their pajamas. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. He would hate Because I walked in the house. This is like 10 years ago. I ran to the store, get something in the morning. And at that by that point, management was up and she was outside in the front yard, uh, you know, with the dogs. And I walked. I pulled in the driveway. I got out of the car. Old rip Star Wars shirt. You know, my, my, my pajama bottoms, which are old sweatpants without a drawstring, no socks in my shoes. And she goes, and I'm carrying a market basket bag. She goes, you went to the store like that? I said, yeah. And she just looked down and she goes, oh, you just give it up. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. Pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID. That's but, how. But, I, oh. but there's a, se a separate thing of, you know, the people in the pajama people tend to be younger, right? Because like, oh, no. I don't know when it no. was. I, no, really? Oh, God, no. Because no. I started to note one thing I started to notice was the airport pajamas, and that used to just drive me nuts. And you know, obviously, I'm so old, right? That I came from a time where, as a kid, like my parents had to dress me up to go to the airport, right? Yeah. Now, that's what we used to do. And now we have like, you know, the you know the younger think, people in the pajamas. Yeah, we're at like court pajamas phase. <laughs> like that's how bad it's gotten. Court pajamas. Yeah. No, my wife traveled a lot as a kid. Uh, like a lot internationally and she still misses like like when you see a movie and you see like um uh, uh i'm trying to think of the airline but the outfits yeah pan am like there was just pan am she just loses it i mean when we flew emirates for the first time to the middle east and she was like oh my god because the uniforms they wear and the hats it was akin to that yeah. but but pe yeah. yes people you but the same thing this is a crazy thing and, and and i have my parents have i gave my parents this picture like uh, for the Boston Garden, and it was one of those things that you know, you know, Joe, Dave, and I have seen relentlessly at every kiosk during the holidays at every mall. Those sports photo things, and it's yeah. called the Last Hurrah. It's a photo from the same exact angle, the first game at the Bruins and the last Bruins game. And what is always it always amazes me. You look at hockey photos through the '60s and the '70s, suits. Evening dresses, and Hats. I was yeah I was I was playing a junior tournament eighty four up in Canada, and uh, you know family friend played on the Sabers. I went to the game, and I remember being in the hotel and my goalie um, from Sarnia, Ontario, Biff, and um, and just we were just jeans, t shirts, you know whatever winter jacket we had, and just felt so underdressed because we're talking ev evening this is montreal saturday night yeah. and we're talking evening gowns and wow. just really it was yeah. oh my I, God. It, but now it's 
You know, it's it's every schlub has somebody's jersey on and this and those gold chains. With when did that start? Whoever oh, started that? First of all, genius. <laughs> a genius. It is. But. Secondly, that guy needs to be punched in the twat. <laughs> I mean, just look at the evolution of like game show audiences. Like the Price is Right. You you watch the Price is Right from the seventies. Everybody's like you know all dressed up and then like around the 90s college kids started to become contestants mm. on the prices right and then like you see the the homemade t-shirts and you know yeah it was just a shit show from then on but mm. i think it became more fun and that's what i think that's what pajama wearing out in public is now introducing <laughs> into the, the zeitgeist is more fun you're having more fun it's less stayed it's less you know it strikes me as such a lazy uh decision right like you have so few decisions when you wake up in the morning. It's like, okay, am I gonna get up and and go to work? Am I gonna get up and brush my teeth, or am I gonna get up and look like a complete asshole in public because I'm wearing SpongeBob, you know, pajama <laughs> pants and some stupid, you know, sweatshirt and slippers and it's be be an actual human being. I don't think children under the age of eighteen wear anything other than sweatpants. <laughs> well, it, it, pants it, 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 it's funny because. I, I, so I started working out of, as soon as my wife got pregnant. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, that's it. You know, I, I, I'm working out of the house the rest of my life. I'm not missing a minute of this. But then quickly I fell into what a lot of people did in COVID. See, COVID brought everybody down to my level. People started realizing showering every week, pff, please. And, and I remember one day I'm, I'm, I'm at my house. We're, li- we're living in uh, Marina del Rey, Biff, the place by the whaler. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, when did – when did the smelly guy from the bus get here? Oh, my God, it's me. <laughs> and my wife was like, she was away on a trip. She goes, you were wearing those clothes when I left. And, and, and literally, oh, oh, like, like, like where I left, where I lived, I lived at the beach, at the dogs. I, I went out, went to the beach two or three times a day. I walked there, usually in the morning at night, just let them run because we lived right at the beach, you know. I was a homebody. I probably watched an entire season of Ballastor Galactica in the three days she was gone. And I'm like, yep, yep. So that's why, like, the 10%. And it's also funny, when when I started listening to your podcast, was just – so it was a couple years ago. And just when I was getting out of sports altogether. And, and, and I mean, it's like I – I mean, what he means is that when the Patriots started to suck. No, 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 yeah. Biff. It's, Which it's, was it's, honestly a good move on his part. Biff, <laughs> Joe and I, 2016 or 17, you know, when this podcast started, we had the countdown to hating Brady because, uh, as we all know, yeah. you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Thank you, Harvey Dent, The Dark Knight. Um, and it's true, but but this is before the Kansas City overtime, you know, game. But the writing was there. They were already talking. Oh, his contract's up in two years. Is he going to stay? His dad had already said it's going to not end. And he started. That's when I, in the offseason, I remember right on the New Hampshire, Massachusetts border, there was a giant billboard. Well, a billboard. They're all giant. It all was giant. The, the, the Tony Robbins, Tom Brady. <laughs> they were giving a talk somewhere, and it was an advertisement for that. And, oh, I remember that. Oh, good uh, Lord, was and, that insufferable. And, right. and so I have a bunch of professional voiceover people. There's, It's a competitive field, like acting or anything else. But of all the voiceover people out there, when Brady had his TB12 book, 
the audiobook. He read some of it and some of the excerpts it got really but the lion's share of the book was voiced by the guy who does the Scientology books. And I'm like, you could have picked anybody else. Like like anybody else. Well they needed to hire great. a guy that would sell bullshit really well. It, it was a guy yeah, who had done a lot it. of their coursework. Yeah. Yeah. It was a guy who had done that some of that coursework. And I remember it's like Tony Robbins, he's picking this guy. And he was. And, and, and this, this was after the concussion water, but before the, you know, I mean, and, and, he, and he's selling all this shit. And it's like, oh. And then, but, you know, just take But to be his, fair, is he any worse than Aaron Rodgers? No, I mean, no, no. But but here's my thing. It wasn't just a You know Patriots what, though? It's a different kind of worse, though. It is yeah, a different yeah. kind of, yeah. 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 It, it, it's like with me, like, you know, basketball. A basketball had kind of faded in the '90s, not because of Celtic. I mean, I lived in LA during the height of it, and I just couldn't take it. It was just, it just sucked. It just, it just sucked during during the Kobe, the Kobe, the Kobe, you know, Shaq years. So basketball Shaq, kind yeah. of, for, but then you know, I, I, I will never. I forget. thought you hated basketball because you were racist. Oh well. That's, we don't like to yeah, talk about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, yes, too, too many white guys, as far as I'm concerned. But here's the big thing with the Red Sox. In 2004, because management moved out, you know, she came out to L.A., you know, she was out there for the 2003, like, you know, game seven loss yeah. to, to to the Yankees. She's from Boston. She really gets it. We were with a with a friend at a bar watching, you know, the World Series next year. And I'm on the phone to my, you know, my college girlfriend of six years who I moved out to. We're still good friends with because we used to go to Sox games. Just Niagara Falls, just absolutely Niagara. 2007 World Series, I'm holding my little guy, and it's like three weeks after he's born. I just wanted to be, and and 2000. But then when Lakino walked into, I walked into um, when everything went sideways, and Tito threw himself on the sword and said, "I'm taking one for the team. It's time for me to go." He took all the blame for the chicken and beer, dude. They were having the chicken and beer when they won the World Series, you know, and it's not a problem. But when he yeah. left town, he took the high road. He took all the blame. And then Lakino, you know, or whatever, you know, walks into the sports hub. Not EEI, who covers the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when John Henry walked. John Henry. Was, yeah, John Henry, yeah. The receptionist doesn't know who he is. He goes, I want to go yeah. on the air. Uh, <laughs> who uh, are you? Uh, okay. He goes <laughs> on the air and for an hour talks shit. I'm yeah. like, yeah. okay, you know, when you were selling the bricks – I thought it was a little too much, <laughs> but now the guy left town, and now yeah. and now you kick and and that's the last time. And at the same time, look, Wakefield was my guy. Like like him and Veritek are my two, two of my three favorite socks of all time. They retired. Tito's out of town. I'm like, and I thought it was going to be hard that next year to not hang on every pitch, and yeah. the shit I got done, and then so and then so. So fast forward. So it wasn't. Yes. Two, two things. I, I mean, I lived, lived for the Patriots when they called it the tidy bowl because the Colts, Baltimore Colts and the Patriots were both one and 14 going into the last game of the season. <laughs> it was like, who is going to the tidy bowl? They called it. I lived for the Patriots. I love Tom Grogan. Um, I love Tony Eason. I'm on an island alone, but I was, I was a kid, you know what I mean? Right. I, right. But, but, That's but terrible. But when Grogan came in in 86 in the Super Bowl, when Eason, like, hurt his mangina, I mean, I thought that was just just great. And, and so, look, so I can take shitty teams. I'll support shitty teams. I lived for the Red Sox 
in the early 90s when they were so bad, you would call Fenway and say, what time's the game? And they say, what time can you be here? And so exactly. I'll take yeah. shitty teams, but it was all the infighting and all the bullshit. So Joe and I were like, yeah, we, we watched the last playoff game. He threw Brady's last pass with the Patriots, threw an interception to the Titans, and we left the bar, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and I think I, what they gave us will never happen again. It's done. Oh God, no. No, it will, it's done. It's over with. Never. Yeah. And and if there's another Brady, if there's another Bobby, they're not going to play for our city. Uh, Joe, how difficult is it to watch a sporting event with me that means something? Uh, it isn't stress-inducing at all. In fact, I think it uh, heightens the experience. No, it's actually very stress-inducing. Um, you, you have to, I, I bring earplugs to just watching a game with you sometimes because you get so loud. Um, and then, you know, but we get our cardio in, we get our, you know, our steps in because, you know, during halftime when we're, you know, we have to get uh, some air because things go south and, you know, we go for a walk around the block. Um, yeah, it's an experience. Uh, I, 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 I will tell you, Dave, 28 to three, uh, our friend, our friend, our friend, Jim, they got this. It's fine. Like, and he wasn't being sarcastic. He really? he was the one person on the planet. He wasn't with yeah. us. We were at my mom's house, and he's like, "Yeah." So it's not enjoyable. So get so back on track. So Martian misses. It's going to overtime. I turn off the TV, and and my wife's sitting there, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "They lost." She goes, "You don't know that." I said, "They lost the series." I've never turned on and watch the game. I didn't watch game six. I knew, like, the thing is, when you grow up here, you just know. And we knew the other shoe was going to drop. And my between my junior and senior year of high school, here's a sad flex. The Patriots, <laughs> the Patriots lost what was then the most lopsided Super Bowl ever. At the time, the worst loss in Super Bowl history. The Sox, with Roger Clemens, best record in baseball, you know, again, best record in baseball, lose. Uh, the Celtics, that was the first time. And the previous 11 times they played the Lakers in the champion, they won. They lost. And let's, in June, that's when the Bruins lost the, their second cup to the Edmonton Oilers in five games. Biff, was that five games? Was that the fog game? Do you remember the 86 no, cup? No, not, actually, I did not watch the 86 cup series because I didn't have access to cable while I, while I was in college. So I don't really recall that, but uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, the, the fog game at the Boston Garden where they couldn't play because it was too humid. And literally, if you see the footage, you couldn't see center ice from the bench. Yeah, that, that's happened before, though. I mean, but 86 yeah. of the Celtics win. Sweet 16. No, no, they lost to the Lakers. That's the first time they lost. So all four of the franchises made it to the promised land. And 86. 86. Yeah. I... I think no. the 86 Celtics won. 86 was Sweet 16. No, no, 84. Nope, 81, nope. 84, 84 they 86. lost in 86. Are you sure? You know, pretty if sure. only we had a way to look way. something like this. I'm pretty sure. They or, or, or then it was the following year that they lost. But in, in, they in, lost in, in 87. And in 18, okay, yeah. and in 18 so months, when, yeah, that's when I graduated high school. Like, yeah. like 87, June of 87 is when I got out of high school. So in that, in that year window, and that from eighty from the Super Bowl with the Bears to that, and again, people people who put Roger Clemens on the Patriots like you know Hall of Fame. It's like uh, the the Red well, Sox he Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's never won 
a playoff game in a Red Sox jersey. Look at what his – and it was Bruce Hurst who won two of those games. Yeah. You know, Bruce Hurst would have been the MVP if yeah. he won that series. And, 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 and here's the thing about being a Boston fan that really Joe well, – Nothing weird happened in that series, did it? But, but, but that's what I'm no, saying. Absolutely. It's, it's no, not no. that they lost. It, that they lost, that's the way they lost. And here's the thing. I can't. Gloriously is how they lost. That's the best <laughs> part about the way that they lost. It wasn't a normal loss. Yeah. It was absolutely glorious the way that they lost. Right, right. You know, and again, it's like the the, the sh- shot in for it that we feel with the Seattle Super Bowl. <laughs> like, like, like that moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's a little bit of us all that are like, oh, those poor fucks. Because you don't. Yeah. You don't get over that. You you no. you, you don't. In, in the 2004 World Series, it didn't make – it was 2011 World Series, so I'm like, yeah, okay, Buckner's not the worst person who's ever been on. And it wasn't even Buckner. It was it was Jockey in the stands who – anyways, we could go. But that's why I stopped watching sports because the other thing is I can't be a – I don't drink anymore because I'm not an adult. I can't sit down with my buddy Joe and have a couple beers. I drink, to quote Peter Griffin, until the Statue of Liberty looks hot. So I, well, I uh, but you know, to be fair, sometimes, right? yeah, Biff, to, even if, when you're sober, right? Biff, Biff point. She's hot to begin with. I, you know, she's it. naked under that robe. Hello. Uh, Allegedly. The quote right. Ghostbusters too. Uh, random fun fact. The infrastructure oh, of the Statue of Liberty was designed by Alex Eiffel. Anyways, moving mm-hmm. on. Um, so yes. I can't watch and be a casual fan. It hurts too much. It's, it's like you can't see your ex. You know, without like, you know, whatever to a certain amount. So anyways, it's like, you know, right. So so I can't watch it. So it, the it, guy who said I've been in touch with my girlfriend from blah, blah, blah. That, that's right. right. 20 <laughs> years later. No, no, we're still. Friends, but but, but I, we can't, were still good I friends. can't tell if this is a, an, a complaint or an observation. Well, but yeah. that's it. So so the, so so <laughs> so now this is this is why Dave and my world now connects. I'm done. I'm out. I'm cured. Like I used to, and Joe will tell you, twenty four seven sports radio. Like at midnight, two yeah, in the that's morning. Impressive, right? That's impressive. I could never do that. Right? Could it's, never it's, do. It's it. interesting that what you say you're cured of, though, because like, um, I, I'll be, you know, from my perspective, um, uh, so I grew up a Leaf fan because I used to live in Toronto, and then I lived in, you know, LA for so many years, and so I became a Kings fan, and. You know, the the moment I became kind of more of a Kings fan than Leafs fan was in 1993 when the Kings and the Leafs faced each other in the conference finals. And I, I and I and at that point, I changed allegiance and started rooting for the Kings because I had tickets to the Stanley Cup finals. And God damn it, those tickets were going to be useful. <laughs> it's, and it's that's so- the point. But but I think yeah. one of the things, though, is, is that what's interesting with, with, with what you said is that when. Like, I think if I was in your position at that 2004, really, when after the long suffering and the Red Sox won, what what went, uh, you know, what happened with me in 2012 when the Kings finally won is kind of similar in that at the point where the t- my my team gave me what I was always yearning for, I'm able to, you know, say, you know what, it's OK if my teams, you know, you know, kind of like don't do it. Because you know what I had, I had you know 2012. I have now I have 2012, and so that's going to keep me from you know being really over angry at the teams the way I used to be. So, no, and and I get your take. If that is, it's not a mature. Is, it's not mature at all. It's level headed, mature, and it's I just, the I complete just think that, opposite like, of being a sports fan, which is <laughs> literally being a fanatic 
That's the whole point is that you are an insufferable, like just miserable. Yeah. You want you want your teams to win all the time. And the right way. And the right way. And and so like people don't understand outside of this market, there's two sports radio stations. There's two TV sports stations. Local, not national yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. and, and it's yeah. a religion. So I finally get out. I'm cured. I'm cured. I stop. I took even the, the stations off my preset. I, and here's the thing. I, of course, I have so many friends who love these sports. I hope for the best. I hope the home team wins. I wish the best of everybody. Then Everyone out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and this, Dave, is why we still overlap in the sports arena. Out of nowhere, my non-sport kid falls in love with the World Cup. We lived in Cutter, and where I played hockey was in the shadow, like in the same complex where the big stadium, where the final was. Zero interest. Like, like zero interest. It's like amazing. absolutely yeah. couldn't yeah. have given a shit that this amazing thing and the construction's going on. We moved back here. Doesn't give a shit. They've done jujitsu everywhere we've gone just to be out of the house. And, and, and not the joke, but the truth is the oldest one used to say, how long do I have to do this? And I used to say, until you can keep me from putting you in the car or you find something else. But I've done MMA my whole life. So it's like you find something else, then you don't have to do this. So the little guy found football this year. He hates the word soccer. Like, like <laughs> he, he, he will literally fist fight a nun if she says that. So it's a short hey, name. when are you getting it's a soccer a... tattoo, Jock? Yeah, you know, well, here's the problem. If I'm going to get to the problem, Dave might help me me figure this one out because so so he's a, he's you know a little bit on the spectrum. Uh, he's the funniest person I know. He's a genius. Like it's it's like off the chart genius. He's an asshole. He is the biggest asshole any of us know. And, and, and you see how my buddies aren't correcting me. Dude, he's a good kid. He's a great kid. He's funny. He's an asshole. He is so smart. It is crazy. He Most went from kids assholes. No, 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 not, not, See, not, not my kids. I don't, I, I not don't have this. children and I consider all of them assholes, but that's, that's just me. My Joe, you love my kids. Yes. I have been told. Yes. I, I, <laughs> if you've been around my kids since he came kicking, yeah, screaming yeah. is the worst. It, 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 is my little guy a great guy? No. Yeah, absolutely. No, both of your kids are great. Is he an asshole? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, apple tree, you know, right? I, mean, I just want to say that it's good that he did that. It's very good. So, Dave, he – and I don't know how it happened. He becomes this Ronaldo guy. And he's – so so because Ronaldo's out, Mbappe is his guy in the cup. And so we watch – the cup and it was great and it was sad because that last five minutes there was more shots on goal the last five minutes of the world cup finals than the entire tournament put together and <laughs> and the argentina goal just it's disgusting he like he made saves that he will never buy a meal in argentina for the rest of his life so yeah. he, he 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 was crushed like like the soul crushing thing really? and that's the, and, oh. and, and that's the other thing with with sports if i could Casually watch it be fine. And my happiness was to like when the Patriots didn't win against the Giants, I was inconsolable for a couple months. Like, 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 like we had a friend, friend of uh, Biff, only Biff knows this guy, guy from Boston. I didn't know that well, but I knew a little bit. He joined our hockey league. Uh, this guy, friend of Jimmy, came over to watch the game. We lived right at the beach, Dave. And my wife tells the story a lot better. There's a minute left in the game. 
I leave. I, 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 I leave and I go and I sit on the lifeguard stand till dawn. I put my phone on airplane mode and I played solitaire and Tetris until, and, and my wife said, so about 20 minutes later, the guy Dave's like, is he coming back? And she's like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> and he just sat, and, and, and I mean, I literally couldn't go to work. I couldn't eat. Jeez, like, like, like that's, and so that's why when I got out of sports, so now my little guy, is going through this and so i i have to go to new york i see this 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 uh this this pele store in times square and i get him an abapi Jer- uh, ronaldo jersey i get him a man U jersey number nine he wants his name on the back but then he loves Mbappe. and now over the last year we will be sitting there dave and he will be do you know this player and i'll be like I'm smart enough to say, oh, is he a striker or a midfielder? Nobody gets goofy over defenders. <laughs> Biff will tell you who won every cup and who's in 1932 and who lost and who was the starting goalie. He will tell you who was the backup goalie. Who was the backup goalie for Edmonton in 84, Biff? 84 was that. Um, that was a funny was year, it? right? Because that's the. Um, well, so Moog was, I think, the prime. I was going to say, was gonna yeah. be, no, wasn't Fierce still the number one? But I think one I thought it was. I thought that was the that was like around the cusp of when they were starting to, um, uh, whatchamacallits, right? Uh, no, because I think around the next year, after the next year, they traded away Moog to Boston because he wanted to be the starter, right? See, and that's my little guy. You can have these conversations, dude. He's thirteen and he can tell you who started for Argentina and 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 seventy two. You know all that's these incredible. things. So wow. now, so of course it's all, you know, as far as I know, the, the only real soccer in the world is a premier league. And so he loves, he loves Ronaldo. He loves this. Ted Lasso was the greatest show in history. But then all of a sudden he's like, we have to get this beyond sports. Oh yeah. And I'm like, why? He goes, they have league a, what the fuck is league a? <laughs> He's like, oh, that's the Italian league. And Poliznik who plays for AC Milan. And, oh, I need an AC Milan jersey why (laughs) so we go from so now so now now it is it is man u it is ac milan it is uh it's barca it's real madrid and well because so i didn't know that they do these tours around the world and so i took the oldest guy Worked his ass off all summer, lifeguard. He the only two days he got off. We're like, let's go do a road trip. So we went, left at like midnight, got to Times Square at like three thirty in the morning. Walked around for like an hour at like three thirty. Went to Six Flags, slept in a parking lot, went to there. All the way back at the Pele store. We get home Friday night, Friday afternoon, four five o'clock, and I'm looking at my phone and I say, oh fuck. My wife's like, what's wrong? And I hand her the phone. Manchester United playing Arsenal in the Meadowlands 16 hours later. <laughs> like, like I was <laughs> Oh, and, and I have my first real comedy booking because I just got into comedy and I and I have to text the guy and say, I feel really bad. Mm, Hope I'm not burning a bridge. <laughs> and we got in the car at 3, 3.30 in the morning, drove down, slept in the parking lot at the uh, the Vince Lombardi uh, oh, yeah, uh yeah, stop, yeah. waited yep. for the ticket office to open at nine drove over got tickets Eighty-two thousand people at that game and then when we were in la a couple a month a month later i find out that barca is playing ac milan and at the time he doesn't know either and then we get there 
and my mother had given him $200 for the trip, which if you have children, you would know this. Uh, it literally, it burns a hole in their pocket, so they can't keep any money in the pocket that I'm long. Okay, so, that, that, so That's how money works for me. Yeah. It's, it just burns a hole in my pocket. So we get so there, and he gets... I do want to kind of, because kind of, we've kind of been on this tangent, but so since we are talking about Boston sports, can, can you tell me, I, you know, the only take on Boston sports I get is is Jocks, and right now his take is kind of garbage because he doesn't really follow it anymore. So, tell me, as a That's Boston true. fan, what? Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Like, because the Boston Bruins, despite the you know their disappointment last year, looking great this year. Just mm-hmm. tell me how you, how you mm-hmm. feel as a Boston fan. Uh, it is a it's a constant revolver. Not revolver. It's a no. It's a. I mean, in some cases, maybe. But it's a constant change of, of ranking of, of the four major teams, right? And it, we're such fair-weather fans. <laughs> so any time uh, any of the clubs are doing well, um, we find ways to pick it apart and figure out how they're going to fail. Because that's just how, that's how we are. How it happens. Um, <laughs> exactly. But right now, I mean, look, we all feel pretty good about the Bruins. We feel kind of eh about the Celtics because no balls on that team. Most talent in the league, but they are without guts. Uh, the Patriots are a mess. But Which you are improving. a season ticket holder, yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Red Sox, the, the string of expletives I could put together to describe <laughs> the Red Sox right now, uh, I, you know, they are so far. I mean, I would put the the revs are an absolute mess too, and I would put the revs ahead of uh, ahead of the Red Sox. I'd put that new, you know, the women's hockey league. I'd put that team over the Red Sox right now. It's uh, just so it's a mess. April nineteenth, by the way, Biff. April nineteenth, twenty tickets. My sister and her henna, her henna circle. Okay. Uh, they're playing in Lowell. Well, you could go tomorrow. They're playing in Lowell tomorrow too. Oh, are they? Okay, I, I think it's great. That's, their, that's their home ice. Too much. Oh, too. I thought, I thought it was uh, the Worcester. Well, yeah, the Thomas Center at one point. But yeah, so they're playing. So, so yeah. yeah. No, but 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 that's the thing. Like, yeah, it, it's funny because when we used to get off the plane, when the wife and I would come back, one of the things she loved about L.A. is it wasn't Boston sports. Like, you get off the plane <laughs> at Logan, and <laughs> honestly, you can't take a step off the plane no. without, you know, here's an 80-year-old grandmother with a Celtics jacket over her <laughs> over her Bruins shirt with the Red Sox hat, and you can say, hey, who's pitching today? And she's like, yeah. oh, so-and-so. But I do, yeah, I do want to yeah. also get a different perspective on this. So I was on a, 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 on a Zoom call, a work-related Zoom call, where it's people from different companies all together, and this was a spring, and you know, completely unsolicited, just before the playoffs, NHL playoffs started, uh, you know, one of the uh, women who's from the area says, well, you know, I'm just I'm just sorry to say, you know, Boston, Bruins are going to win them just another cup. So you guys are going to have to deal, you know, with us again no. this year. No, and so, you know, and obviously, yeah. you know, that didn't age well. But I no. want you to tell, is, is that something you expect from a Boston sports fan or? <laughs> um, I mean, once upon a time, maybe that's how we sort of... Okay. Uh, thought of things so you're saying but, a relic <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean look the that that bruins example is is zapped because anybody with a brain could kind of see that coming uh the end of the season they didn't look great they no. were messing around with the lines messing around with the goalies you know and then uh florida was red red hot yeah tough as nails which is yeah. the 
you know, which is what happened to the Bruins when they lost to St. Louis. Which, St. which Louis again, I, our ass. I, I was done after St. Louis because you lost at home to Game Seven, and again, Joe and I made the mistake. We went to watch that game together in a bar. It's one to nothing before the first commercial break, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And you just knew the way they were playing. It's, that it's, was that one was tough because that the the team that I expected to show up didn't show up. They didn't. They and, didn't and, and, and I have no explanation for what happened. The best right? the best scoring line in hockey, hands down. It, but the same thing. But on the other hand, what what St. Louis did to the Bruins is exactly what the Bruins did to Vancouver. When yep. game one and two, they tried to skate with Vancouver. They couldn't do it. Game three, they put Sean Thornton in, and he hits mm-hmm. one of the Sedin brothers, whose teeth are still rattling to this day. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is it. Like they, 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 they're going to win this cup now. Where the other way around, St. Louis came in and just beat the shit out of them. Beat the shit out of them, and 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 yep. and, and, and nobody stepped up. You know, no, nobody stepped up, and that, and that's the tough thing. But, but yeah, but now it's interesting because Biff. The interesting thing about Dave is. He he knows all these. He's a he's a football fanatic, and so the reason Barcelona's in yeah. the mix is we saw Barcelona play AC Milan. He bought a two he bought a two hundred dollar AC Milan jersey when we saw them in Vegas, Dave, and instantly, instantly, because we got the other shirts at the Pele store in New York, and we're a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's out of game. And I'm like, dude, don't feel bad. Our, our our best friend, you know, John, he always says event specific apparel. It means so much more. You will always remember. It. So he got it, but he felt so bad. Lewandowski plays, and I don't know what the fuck Lewandowski was. I do now. Is <laughs> playing playing for Barcelona, and and this is a this is a fucked up thing. It's a friendly, so you can make unlimited substitutions. The second half. There's like eight substitutions on each team. And my little guy, Dave, was like, oh, he just came over on transfer from here. He's had loan from there. I'm like, Rain Man, we're taking you to <laughs> Vegas and counting yeah. cards after this cards, game. Cards, yes. There you go. But then we're walking over the bridge back to back to the spot to get the Uber to go home. And um, and somebody's selling knockoff jerseys out of a bag. And they're selling them for like, you know, 50 bucks. And he's feeling so bad. I'm like, I'm going to buy you a jersey. He goes, no, I spent $200 on this one. It's like, buddy, you're fine. And so they're selling him out of bag. And I said, I'll give you 25. The guy's like, no, 50. I'm like, okay, one step, two steps, three steps. Okay, 25. (laughs) And so I bought him a Barca. Same quality out of the bag. And so I'm like, you didn't buy a shirt for 200 bucks now. You got two for 225. And it made him feel better. But we do. We have. And, and, and here's the other thing that you might know, well, we know. So we're approaching three minutes to okay. noon. You guys got to go. But, but let's get Joe's opinion. You have to. Anything you have minutes. to take. Speak, well, Joe left laundry. You can't put him in the dryer. So it's a pain in the ass. to. But but Dave is a huge Prem League fan. As is Joe. Joe, you're a big West Ham fan, right? Uh, yes. I love West Ham. Really? It's delicious. <laughs> oh, damn. Wait, wait, Joe. Who was I the fell coach? Right into it. Who was the coach it. of West is Ham? A, is it a West Ham or is it a West Pork roll? That's a, <laughs> but, but, I'm but, sorry, that's a Jersey question. But but literally, Joe, think about put on put on your thinking cap here, Joe. At the beginning of season three, who was the coach of West Ham? Uh, I yeah. I don't know. Yes, you do. Season three. The, the lasso, dude. Nate the Great. I- Oh Nate right, the Nate the of course. Okay, that that was the I didn't I forgot that the, he was the coach of West Ham. I forgot who West Ham was. I forget a lot of things, but I will tell you this: my lock of the week for the Super Bowl, Detroit Lions. I'm gonna say it right <laughs> Detroit here. Detroit Lions. Yep. 
They put the uh, house on it. In the deal. Uh, it's, it, yes, in the deal. And that, I just made up a phrase. In the deal. That does, in the didn't deal. make sense before. Makes sense now. Put it on a t-shirt. In the deal. <laughs> That's yep. my lock of the week. <laughs> I, I, I thought San Francisco was playing. Nope, sorry. Not anymore. Nope. Not, not in my in world. The deal. Yes, so they're now, in the deal. They're in the so deal. So I'm going to zip it in and zip it out because yes. I have to run. So it's Detroit and Taylor Swift. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Swifties. Your time is over. <laughs> uh, Joe has to go. Biff, do you got to go too? I, I I need to go in about five minutes. Okay. Joe, so, I'll let you guys say goodbye, and Dave and I will keep yapping. All right. Absolute pleasure, Joe. Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. Sorry, I couldn't speak uh, for any uh, period of time, uh, <laughs> especially because we were talking about sports. Now, uh, you know, come back and we talk about uh, the Price is Right. I will uh, yap your ear I will off. Talk about, I will talk about the Price is Right all day. So oh, man. Next time. Yes, next time. We, all should, right. we should have a yeah. Price is Right uh, special with uh, Dave. Oh, Yes, and, and our friend Rodney. And oh, anyways, we don't want to produce on air. Let's uh, let's yeah. save that for after, be backstage. All right, gentlemen. All right, we'll see you. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Bye. Uh, so so how do you become a big? So is it just West Ham? Do you have do you have a La Liga team? Do you have a Series A team? Do you have a what is a Croatian? Or do you league? become a do you become a fan as an adult, or is this a carryover from you know? Oh no, entirely an adult. Yeah, no, entirely an adult. I have. I had a cousin who was a, a Manchester United supporter, and you know I would hear about it every now and again. I didn't really care much about it, and part of the reason was it wasn't really on television, say, 20 years ago. The only the only things that you would ever see were replays, uh, occasionally on ESPN2, or Nesson would occasionally show a random, uh, you know, tape game uh, in the Premier League and. So, I mean, every now and again, I would catch something, watch yeah. it, follow along on the internet, watch highlights and clips. And then once NBC got the contract to show games every week, I said, okay, well, because I'm uh, insane, I need to now invest even more time of my life into yet another sport. <laughs> and so decided to just pick a team. And so, you know, I did a little research, tried to figure out, okay, what, what kind of team would I like to get into? And, uh, you know... One, the name West Ham was uh, kind of amusing. And so I was like, all right, let's look into these guys. And there was, you know, a very long, sordid, mostly negative history uh, attached to the club. So I said, all right, this, this, this fits right into all the other crap that I'm into. So why not pick this team that is probably going to depress me at some point? Uh, and sure enough, that's how it's gone for the last you know, <laughs> 10, 12 years or so, is that um, I have put so much of myself into this club that it's uh it's one entirely surprising because i really didn't think that was going to happen uh but at the same time it has also brought me it's just so much joy i mean really when the the difference between i think football world football and yeah. american sports is that at most people that follow these clubs that's all they have Whereas here we have numerous distractions when it comes to athletics, mm. right? Yeah. So it's all about that's the focus that they have, the the singular focus. And the fandom is entirely different. So different. And it's it's very angry. Would you put it places. Dave, would you I, I want I want before Biff jumps this I want a sidebar to talk about one of the things, then we're gonna circle back to this. But quickly, yeah. do you think it's akin to like college football like like people who like bama 
that's it. They don't like Bama baseball. Yeah, ba- it's yeah. Bama football. People in well, Oklahoma. Actually, I was, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that aspect of it also in terms of because uh, Jacques alluded to you know squishy having to watch eighteen gazillion different leagues. So do you, is that not the way it is with other people that are they just really stuck on their primary? You know, you know. Um, I mean, it's in some cases, yeah, it's it's like, you know, the the analogy that that Jock used Alabama football. Yeah. But I mean, you know, then there's rational people who will, you know, be okay watching other clubs. Right. You know, Um, most Americans, I think, fall into that category where they are okay having other clubs, watching Mm -hmm. other clubs, watching other leagues, whereas in the UK, I mean, that's it. That's that's. When One a player, club, that's it. And I don't know this yet. When a when a player leaves a team, are they dead to that fan base? <laughs> it depends on the player. So we just had two players leave. Uh, Syed Benrama, who is an Algerian, who actually uh, scored in the uh, conference league final for us last season, um, was kind of uh, being a prick, like a lot of complaining. <laughs> And so it, it, and you can see it on the, on the pitch, you can tell the attitude of these players. So we didn't really care too much about his departure. Uh, the other guy we lost, uh, a Spaniard, Pablo Fornals, uh, midfielder, just a genuinely happy, nice guy and a decent player. And the only reason he was leaving is because he wanted to go back to Spain and play more. Mm-hmm. So he sat down, he said goodbye to the fans, that sort of thing. Uh, and everyone was heartbroken when he's gone. Mm. So, I mean, it's welcoming back these guys is very, very interesting, no matter where they go and what they do. Mm. Right. But, you know, in some cases, they're dead to us. No, we, we, we were we were packing to move to Cutter, and in the garage, just a bin to throw shit out and a bin to sort to ship back here. And my wife hears a crash, and she turns around. It's one of those sports kiosk photos that somebody got me when I came to visit. And she's like, oh, my God, honey, what happened? I said, oh, it's Matt, it, it's Johnny Damon. She goes, oh, OK, like, 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 like he didn't leave and go to Kansas City. You know, he he went to the Yankees and it's like, thank you for what you did. You are fucking dead to me. You know what I mean? And he, ended up, yeah. he also ended up being kind of a prick. Yeah. Just in general. Right. And so that helped. No, I mean, I mean, and that's and that's the same thing. It's like it depends how you it's like like it's really funny that uh, uh, the guy who plays Spider-Man, Tom Holland, uh, like a year ago was like begging, begging son and what's his face to leave Tottenham because he's like, dude, go get a trophy. Like, like, <laughs> I love you. I want you to be here. I want you to win a yeah. title for me, I mean, but, yeah, but, but you're not going that, right? to. You have to leave. It, it, Listen, it, yeah. Boston had that with Ray Bork, right? Right. One hundred percent in Boston. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, right. to a point, I mean, uh, but that was one of the most awkward things ever. And and honestly, hilarious. Yeah. He wins the cup and brings it back to City Hall Plaza. <laughs> and it and, was and, like, what? Right. what is happening here? Well, the, the, the big <laughs> thing is. Happy for you, but no. Like, but the, the big thing this. is he took, he took a pay cut to help the Bruins and his last mm-hmm. contract. And the Bruins, yeah. the Jacobs brother said, oh, he's taking a pay cut. 
well, gosh, we're saving a lot of money, aren't we? And they didn't build the team. So everybody knew that they screwed him. So it wasn't like he went to chase a cup or or he went to get more money. He like, you know, he gave it all. So that's why I think it's different. Before we lose you, Biff, I want to tell you something else. And I'm, I just text Joe and apologize because of my fucking rambling because I'm an asshole. The one thing I wanted to loop Joe in talking to Dave is – Dave is a very funny guy, Biff, and there's been three times where he has said stuff on his podcast that I instantly sent him a message saying, I'm going to use that in stand-up. <laughs> and, and I told him very honestly, you said something incredibly funny. I'm going to use it. I will not Don't give you any credit. <laughs> I, 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 I was only because he only has five minutes on percent, percent, percent. And and there was there was a couple times, and and if there's there's three times I've done it, and it's like one has really stuck. It's a QR code about. Oh, that's uh, so good. Uh, and, Honestly, and, that is yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever said, and I don't say too many funny things, but that is just so. Tell, so before Jock says it, can you yeah. tell us the tell us what it you was said? just me and wife and i had got a uh uh like a save the date for a wedding and a baby announcement like in the same day and my my thing was when what the next point here is that we're going to end up getting a card with a qr code on it (laughs) to announce a pregnancy and when when you click on the qr code it's just mom and dad fucking uh in (laughs) creating said child like that's that was that was the the evolution of of how this was going to go. No, and I took it. It's like, you know, when did a person having a baby become a full-time grift that makes me get a second job? A buddy reaches out, lets me know he's having a kid. I'm so excited. Going to be a great dad. And I said, hey, what can I get? Boom. He texts me a link. They're having a baby shower. Here's a gift registry, which is awesome. Takes a guesswork out. I was going to get nunchucks. Not on the list. But then there's a meet the baby party. I'm like, wait, what? And then there's a first birthday. So in a year, I buy this to get three gifts. I never got three gifts from my dad in one calendar year ever. Once when I was six, I only got one gift on my birthday in June. But that is the year he stopped hitting me. Laugh. And it's like, well, that's because he left the family. But this guy yeah. wants me to buy three gifts in one year. I'm half expecting to get a QR code that takes you to their OnlyFans page where you get to see the conception <laughs> video. And the, uh, and the other joke he, he had, and it's awful. It's awful. And it just killed me. He gets to a wife's work party. Oh, we're having this function. Put on pants. Go out on a school night. Uh, Instead of sweats. And he's a grown up. He's a grown up. And so he ends up like it, it turns out to be a party to raise money for this family member's cancer treatment. And he's like, thank you for this gift basket I won. But... <laughs> Sorry, you have cancer. <laughs> you know, wow. in, the way, in the way he said it, it's like you know, and, and it was his part. Of, it was part of his observation where he's like, "We live in a fucking country where you have to have a fundraiser and gift basket raffle to afford your chemo." But yeah. on the other hand, it's a really nice gift basket. I want. <laughs> a, I want a giant cooler, literally a gigantic cooler that I had my eye on the entire night. That, that's a that's so a I'm, great uh, yeah, that's a great haul. I, yeah, I'm going to win this cooler. And then, <laughs> hey, here's 20 bucks for your key. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, All right, I got to get going. All right, Biff, come on. Go ahead and finish it up. Biff, an you. absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk to you next Do week. Do not forget. 